Come on, somebody praise that name. Jesus, hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah, Jesus, God. Touch us tonight, God. Your presence is in this place tonight, God. We feel you right now, oh Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you believe that tonight, why don't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What a special presence we feel from the Lord in this house tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you missed the prayer room, that's where this service started today. Why don't we give the Lord another hand clap of praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to thank our pastor for allowing me to minister tonight. And uh, I pray that we keep them in our prayers as, as they travel. I do quickly want to get into the word of the Lord tonight. If you grab your Bible, I want to direct your attention to Exodus and chapter 14. We will be beginning in verse 1. As you all have heard uh, my dad say a couple weeks ago, he said the best advice he could give me is to stay in the word of God. And that's definitely what I intend to do tonight. I've been dealing with this message in my heart for the last couple of weeks since Pastor asked me to preach. And, and Sunday, I definitely felt some sort of opposition. So I began to pray, and I told God, I was like, God, God, if this is your will, God, let me know. Give me a sign. And that service, Pastor got up and preached, Rally, Don't Retreat. And that couldn't have been more in line with what I intend to preach tonight, setting me up. So I thank our pastor. Is anybody thankful for a man of God that follows his word? In Exodus, we're going to begin in chapter 14, and we're going to read verses 1 through 4. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they may turn and encamp before Piharath, between Migdal and the sea, over against Baal-Zephon, before it shall, it shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. Everybody say entangled. The wilderness has shut them in. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his host that the Egyptians may know that I am Lord, and they did so. Go ahead and set your Bibles down as we begin to pray all over the house tonight. God, I believe that your word's anointed today, Jesus. God, we feel your presence in this house tonight, God. God, I thank you for what you're already doing in this service, Jesus. God, I thank you for what you're already doing in everyone's life today, Jesus, God. God, I pray that you anoint my lips, God, to preach what you've given me tonight, Jesus. God, that it may land on ears. God, they may use it, Jesus, God. And I pray that your presence fills this room tonight, God. I'm praying that in Jesus' name tonight, everybody say in Jesus' name. You may be seated. I want to preach to us tonight on this thought. This is how I fight my battles. Before we read on in, into what happens in the remaining of Exodus chapter 14, I want to give you a little high insight uh, into our text. Prior to our text, Moses and the children of Israel had been held in Egypt to serve the Egyptians. 
The Bible says in Exodus chapter 7 that Moses began to receive direction from the Lord, that Pharaoh's heart would become hardened, and that there would be multiple signs and wonders in the land of Egypt that would eventually bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. We begin to find that God told Moses to go before Pharaoh and cast his rod, that it would become a serpent. And when Moses did that, it said that Pharaoh thought Moses was a sorcerer. We then see that they said unto Pharaoh that the Lord God of Hebrews sent them to say, let my people go. And Pharaoh declines. We read on that Pharaoh's heart continues to be hardened through a series of punishments and plagues coming across the land. He continues to hold the children of Israel in Egypt. Finally, after the last plague, resulting in the death of the firstborn in Egypt, Pharaoh orders the children of Israel out of Egypt, saying, Rise up and go forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel. Go and serve the Lord as ye have said. This released the children of Israel out of the hands of the Egyptians. This brings me back to our text in uh, Exodus 14. And as we begin to read on, we find that our text in chapter 14, Pharaoh's heart had turned against the people. And he began to say, why have we done this thing that we have let Israel go from serving us? And the Bible says that he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. He took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. It begins to read, saying that all the horses and, and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army began to overtake the children of Israel who were camping by the sea. It says that when Pharaoh drew nigh into the children of Israel, they lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. Tell your neighbor they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And I want you to imagine that the cries that they must have had, the desperation in their voices as they begin to see an army closing in on them, crying out to the Lord. And the Bible says in Exodus 14 and 11, it says, and I have to imagine the emotions that the children of Israel were, were feeling when they began to cry this to Moses. And they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, you took us out of the wilderness to die. And that's why you brought us out of Egypt. They were filled with fear, filled with doubt. Could you imagine seeing 600 chariots with men heading straight for you, an army coming to kill you? Then the people began to say, man, we would have been just better off staying in Egypt. It would have been better to be a slave under the Egyptians than to die out here in the wilderness. Imagine the anger, the fear, the frustration, the doubt as they begin to look up the leader expecting direction in that moment, seeming as all hope is lost. Church, let me tell you tonight, Moses didn't have time to not trust in the Lord. Moses didn't have time to play church. Moses did not have time to put your words into action. I don't know if you're hearing me tonight. Moses had to make a decision saying, God, I know you're going to fight my battles with me. God, I know you're going to use me. God, I know you've called me. God, I trust you. God, I believe in you. God, I choose you. Does anybody believe that tonight? Does anybody trust in the Lord? Does anybody trust in his will and in his way? Come on, somebody. I came to preach faith into somebody's spirit tonight. I came to preach confidence into somebody's spirit tonight. I came to tell you God has got your back tonight. If you believe that, why don't you clap your hands all over the house? Hallelujah, Jesus.
We begin to read in the verse 13 when Moses says, Fear ye not. And I don't know about you, but I would find it kind of hard to not be afraid when I see an army heading towards me. And Moses says, Stand still, and ye shall see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you this day. For the Egyptians who you have seen this day, ye shall see them again no more forever. You have to wonder as Moses is saying this, Moses, what are you talking about? We're all going to die. You brought us here to die. They had no faith, no trust, stuck in discouragement. It's easy to get stuck in discouragement when you're in the down and out. But the Bible says no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Anybody believe that? <laughs> then we get into the next verse. And verse 14 reads that Moses is saying, The Lord shall fight for you, and he shall hold your peace. Tell your neighbor, say, The Lord is going to fight for you tonight. We begin, we begin to fight on in the next few verses that Moses is being given direction from the Lord. And verse 15 says, The Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore thou criest unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they may go forward. And you have to put your, yourselves in the children of Israel's shoes. They're up against the sea on one side, and they're up against an army on the other side. And now you got this guy Moses that's up there, and he's, he's chatting with God, and you're wondering, I don't know what we're going to do. They must be looking at him thinking like, Moses, do you need a pair of glasses? You see the sea. You see the army, right? Like, come on, Moses, we got to do something. That army isn't getting any further away, and those waves just keep getting bigger and bigger. They're thinking, this guy is crazy. Then we get on to verse 16, as God is giving Moses direction. And God's giving direction to Moses, saying, Lift up your rod and stretch your hand over the sea and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on to dry ground in the midst of the sea. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians. I will follow them, and I will let them, I will get me out among Pharaoh and am among his hosts, his chariots, and upon his horsemen. You got to imagine now, Moses and God just got done having them, that chat, and I got to imagine the children of Israel are probably staring at Moses like, all right, Moses, what are we going to do? We're running out of time. Come on, Moses, it's time to do something. Moses couldn't afford to get stuck in analysis, analysis paralysis. In a world where we're not promised tomorrow, we can't afford to not make a decision. We can't afford to not do it on our own. We can't afford to go through the motions. I don't know if you're hearing me tonight, church. I can't afford to get stuck in analysis paralysis. We can't afford to get stuck in analysis paralysis. Nobody wants a leader that runs away from the opposition. Nobody wants a leader that hides. Nobody wants that leader. I'm glad for a God-called leader all over our church. If you are as well, I want you to clap your hands tonight. We have to ask ourselves, how much does our salvation hold? The salvation of our family. We cannot be indecisive. We have to decide that no matter what, I'm going to put God first. I'm going to choose God. I'm going to choose to operate in my anointing. I'm going to choose to operate in my calling. I'm going to choose to worship God with everything I have. When we begin to press in our prayer life, in our ministries, in our anointing, in our callings, God begins to push into every situation, and there's no telling what God can do. Come on, somebody. If we put God first, he will fight for you. Church, we have to put action into what we want to come to fruition and trust in the Lord to move into our situation. Verse 21 reads that Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. Imagine, all eyes on Moses. Then you see this. 
God causes the sea to go back with a strong east wind and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided. Let me tell you something tonight. When you submit yourself to the Lord, strongholds are going to fall. Strongholds will fall in your marriage. Strongholds will fall in your family. Come on. Strongholds will fall in your ministry. My God, when you put him first, there's no telling what God can do. Hallelujah, Jesus. In that moment, you have to think, Israel instantly felt a relief. Instantly, they knew that everything was going to be all right. And the Bible is... The Bible says that the children of Israel were pursued and went into the midst of dry land upon, upon dry ground with a wall of water on their left and on their right. And the story isn't over there. It doesn't end there. But we find multiple things to note. It says that most, Moses trusted in the Lord. Moses used what he had, and Moses made a decision. In a moment, Moses said, God, with all my might and all my power, God, with every bit of my anointing, every bit of my being, I'm going to choose to trust you. I'm choosing to be submitted to you. And he lifted up his hand, and instantly God began to move into his situation. Instantly God began to fight for the children of Israel. Instantly God began to move in their life. Does anybody have some faith tonight? Does anybody want to work for your calling tonight? Does anybody want to work for your ministry? Does anybody want to work for your anointing, work for your marriage, work for your kids? We are called for such a time as this. And when he raised his hand saying, God, I'm trusting in you to move in my situation, he submitted himself to God. He said, God, let your will be done in my life. God, I need a miracle right now. God, I'm trusting in you. God, I need you. God, I know you're going to fight this battle with me. He trusted in the Lord to move into his situation by submitting himself to the Lord. We have to be under submission. We get so caught up in the caught up that we begin to replace the word of God and the things of church with things of this world. We can't play church, church. We can't go through the motions. When God begins to speak into our life and move into our life, we have to take action. We have to answer the call. James 2 and 26, for as a body, as a spirit, is without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is without dead also. We have to act on the word of God. Let me tell somebody tonight, Instagram can't replace it. Hollywood can't replace it. The bar can't replace it. Idolatry can't replace it. Come on, somebody. Waking up the next morning not knowing where you are or how you got there can't replace it. Am I in a preaching church today? Does anybody believe that today? Hallelujah, Jesus. We have to execute in our current callings and roles, whatever that may be. Branson on the uh, drums and the keys. There you are, back there on the camera now. Jonathan singing, all of our ushers, all of our greeters, everything like that. It's all, all super essential. Let me tell you tonight, when we begin to work in the natural, God begins to work in the supernatural I don't know if you heard that, but if we begin to work in the natural, God begins to work in the supernatural. Do you have a voice tonight? If you have a voice, you can be used of God. You could shout with a voice of triumph. You could shout with a voice of praise. You could be a soul winner. You could be used of God. You will be used of God. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise tonight. The Bible says... As we begin to read on in Exodus 14 and 23, it says that the Egyptians pursued. Tell your neighbors, say that Egyptians pursued them. The Egyptians pursued them and went out into the midst of the sea. 
And you have to imagine the children of Israel's faith went from, man, I don't know how I'm going to make it out of this situation to, wow, I just saw Moses part the Red Seas. And if, if that can happen, I believe God's got our back. But they're beginning to see this army come after them, and they're not too sure what's going on. But they're, I'd imagine they're probably running. I'd be running from an army um, as they're going through the, through the Red Sea. And then the Bible says that the Egyptians became troubled. Tell your neighbor they became troubled. And took off their chariot wheels that drove them heavily, so that the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them. Does anybody know that the Lord fights for you tonight? Then the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come upon again the Egyptians, upon their chariots and upon their horsemen. And the Bible says that Moses stretched his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its strength when the morning appeared and the Egyptians fled into it. And the Lord overflew, overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea, covering their chariots and the horsemen and the host of Pharaoh that came in the sea after them, there remained not so much as one of them. Because when God gets done moving in your situation, ain't no enemy going to stand in your way. Let me tell somebody, God will fight you and help you defeat the opposition. God will step into your situations, even if the gods may be stacked against you, even if it may seem impossible. If you begin to put God first into every aspect of your life, he will fight for you. If you begin to put God first, you will be victorious. If you begin to put God first, nothing can stand between you and your blessing. If you begin to put God first, nothing can stand against you. Why don't you clap your hands and give God praise? Let's stand all over the house. I do have a question tonight. Does anybody want to put God first in your life? Verse 30 reads, The Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. If it is God for us, then who can stand against us? No weapon that is formed against thee is going to prosper. You've come too far to put your trust in the things of this world. 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Does anybody trust in the Lord tonight? Does anybody know that God will help you fight your battles? In closing, I do want to read 1 Corinthians 15 and 52, and it says, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. This life is too short to not trust in God, church. Eternity is too long to be indecisive about your soul. God wants you to do what's right, despite what others may do. Choose to put God first into every step of any situation. God will fight for you, church. God will use you. God will move in your situation. Does anybody believe that tonight, church? As Brenson begins to play and they begin to see, these altars are open tonight, church. Do you choose to put your trust in God? Do you choose to put your faith in God? How bad do you want God to move in your situation tonight, church? 
Deuteronomy 3.22 says, You shall fear th not fear them, for the Lord your God will fight for you. If you believe that tonight, why don't we raise our hands all over the house tonight. Begin to ask him to move in your life tonight. God, we choose to trust in you, Jesus, God. God, we choose to trust in your will and in your way, God, in your anointings tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. God, we're trusting and believing to you for you to move in every situation, oh, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus, God. God, we can't do this without you, Jesus, God. We can't fight this battle without you, Jesus, God. God, if it wasn't for your grace and mercy, God, we don't know where we would be today, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus, God. God, we need you in our families, Jesus. God, we need you in our ministries, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. God, we need you in our life, oh, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus, God. God, we're trusting and believing in you tonight. Come on, church, let's play all across the house. God, we're welcoming you, Jesus. God, we're trusting in you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's it, church. He'll fight your battles, but you got to trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. You're going to have to pray. You're going to have to push. Hallelujah. You're going to have to be open. Begin to seek after the Lord tonight, and he'll begin to move in your situations. He'll begin to move in your family. Hallelujah, Jesus, God.
church all across the house. Why don't we even lift up the name of the Lord? He'll fight for you, but you got to be willing to sacrifice. He'll fight for you, but you've got to be willing to exalt the name of the Lord. you got to be willing to draw nigh unto him, and he'll draw nigh unto you. Hallelujah, Jesus, God. Move across this house right now, Jesus, God. God, have your spirit flow through this place right now, Jesus. church every hand is lifted god we know we're gonna fight our battles with you jesus god we're trusting in you tonight jesus god we're trusting in you to move in our life god in our families in our ministries in our anointing god god we're praying that you strengthen us encourage us jesus god bring us joy and peace jesus god peace in every situation god hallelujah jesus god hallelujah hallelujah jesus god that's it, church. That's it, church. Let's pray all across the house. All across the house tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, I'm praying that you move in every situation tonight, Lord. God, I'm praying that you move in every situation, Jesus. God. Hallelujah, Jesus. God. surrounded by him, oh Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus, God. In the midst of opposition, he's with you. He's with you in your family. He's with you in your ministry. 
He's there to strengthen you, there to guide you, there to give you peace. Hallelujah, Jesus, God. Thank you for fighting with us, God. Thank you for fighting with us, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus, God. Such a good presence of the Lord in the house tonight. Anybody thankful for that tonight? God's doing something in this church. It's not a coincidence that pastor preach rally don't retreat on Sunday and then I turn around and, and preach this is how I fight my battles on Wednesday. There's some battles right now going on, church. We have to stay submitted to God, submitted to his way. This isn't a joke, church. We're in a spiritual warfare, and you have to be submitted. Pastor preached it a couple weeks ago. We can't be indecisive. This is eternity that we're talking about. This is our life. This is our family. I meant what I said when we begin to break loose in the natural, God begins to break loose in the supernatural. I've seen it happen in my life. I've seen it happen in many lives across this church. I believe that God has has greater things in store for each and every person in this building tonight. If you believe that, why don't we lift up our hands and we begin to pray across the house. God, thank you for moving in this service tonight, Jesus. God, God, we know you're going to help us to fight our battles, Jesus. God, we're choosing to trust in you, Jesus. God, we're choosing to be submitted to you, Jesus. God, we're choosing to not be indecisive, Jesus. God, about what we're doing in our life, God. God, we want to put you first. God, we want to put our church, Jesus, God, first our anointings and our ministries, Jesus. God, we want to walk by faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Across the house, everybody said amen. Right, we shake hands, be dismissed, and be friendly, love one another, and we'll see each other here on, uh, on Sunday.